0: So, Time Machine, what do you think of my outfit? Honestly, Simone, it's perfect. Oh, thanks. That's surprisingly nice. I don't know, I just thought, you know, I should try to look a little cute. We're doing kind of a fashion episode today, after all. Oh, we're doing the fashion episode today? I just saw your outfit and assumed we were doing the Halloween episode. Okay, there it is. And you had come in costume as some sort of millennial, cringe core 30 something with poor executive functioning skills. Well, joke's on you because we already did our Halloween episode. But you already knew that, didn't you? Who? Me, the all knowing AI. I suppose I did. From ZSP Media, this is Past Perfect, a trivia show that travels through time. I'm your host, Simone Polanin. I see London, I see France. This episode's all about underpants. And bras, corsets, boxers, tidy whities bloomers, and all things undergarments. I'm going to slip into something more comfortable before we meet our guest after the break. Past, past Today, I am joined by a true fashion and history savant, Avery Truffleman herself. (laughs) Avery is the creator and host of the podcast Articles of Interest. Uh, And in 2023, Avery was named to the Business of Fashions 500, a group of the world's top shapers of style. Big deal. Avery, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so
1: much! What a what a beautiful introduction. But this is the, you're overselling me. I'm I'm about to really fall on my face here.
0: Oh, I I am confident that you're gonna crush it today. But before we really get into it, I'm was hoping you could take me back uh in time a little, uh, since we are talking fashion today. I'm curious, when did you first realize you were interested in clothes in a serious way? Um, I guess what I'm really trying to ask is when did you know you were a true fashion girly? Uh, (laughs) I feel like I've only gotten into like looking at runway
1: shows and all the Zoolander stuff like fairly recently, you know, like (laughs) maybe a year ago. Mm -hmm. But I, I think when I was a strange middle schooler, I would get the most pleasure out of my day of just making the most outlandish outfits I possibly could. I remember so distinctly wearing like a lime green tutu with like a t-shirt that I had had since kindergarten and cowboy boots, just like trying things out. Mm -hmm. But it made me really like, that's the important thing. It's not really about the runways, you know, it's a way for people who haven't had the means to express themselves in other ways, who haven't owned property, who haven't been able to have a job or have other outlets of creativity um have been able to express themselves i think i realized pretty early on when we dismissed fashion we're dismissing
0: a lot of stories mm-hmm. i believe in the importance of um aesthetic expression uh, very strongly so i appreciate thank that. you very much now avery it's uh time to get down to business finally <laughs> today we are going to play some games designed to test your knowledge Uh, of one of the most foundational garments we wear as humans, underwear. (laughs) Yeah, it's our underwear episode. Um, I feel like we're living through an underwear renaissance right now, you know? We've got like all the celebrity brands like Skims and Savage X Fenty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, how do you feel about our contemporary underwear offerings?
1: did you see that picture of uh, Julia Fox was wearing underwear over bloomers the other day? I feel like we're really (laughs) testing the limits of like what is foundational and what Mm. is external, especially like sheer shirts are really in and like Mm. the underwear is just on display as like part of the outfit. And I mean, why not? You know, once upon a time the t-shirt was considered an undershirt and underwear and like inappropriate to show.
0: Mm. There's a lot of freedom in underwear now. Undies are fun. Undies are fun. All right. uh, On that beautiful note, Avery, let's jump into some questions. Um, We are going to roll into our first game, which is called Which Came First? I'm going to tell you about two moments in history, at least one of which will be underwear related. And you'll have to tell me which moment came first. Got it? Okay. All right. uh, Avery. Which came first? Tennis player Gussie Moran shocks Wimbledon by exposing her lace trimmed underwear on the court. Oh. Or the introduction of Adidas's iconic Stan Smith tennis shoe. Uh... Hmm, you're thinking hard here. What, what's on your mind? Simone and the team have
1: crafted me this beautiful PowerPoint presentation, which I'm so, like, moved by. <laughs> That's so sweet. Like, you did not have to do that. But there's a picture of the, of the Sam Smiths with, like, an old-timey black-and-white-looking image. But there isn't a picture of the underwear that was shown in question, which makes me think that they might be, like, something really old, like, way older than the shoe. So I'm going to go with the first one, that the lacy underwear was before the Stan Smiths. Avery.
0: You are correct. It's so interesting. So you said you can't see her underwear, but you're actually looking at it. Um, It's subtle by today's standards for sure because they're basically just biker shorts with the lace trim. Okay. Uh, Gussie Moran played at Wimbledon in 1949. And while her uniform was technically in compliance with the tournament's strict dress code, uh, her dress was short enough that her ruffled underwear made an appearance while she played. The outfit designed for Gussie by Ted Tinling caused uh, quite the stir. Oh, my God. And as a result, Gussie developed a kind of sexy reputation that she wasn't really into. Oh, that's.
1: I feel like this happens over and over again with with tennis players, especially like when Serena wore the cat suit and everyone was like, whoa, Mm. what? It's so conservative. It's so nuts.
0: Easy to ruffle feathers in the tennis world. Truly. Yeah. Um, As for the Stan Smiths, it wasn't until 1965 that Adidas came out with that shoe. They were the first to create an all leather tennis shoe. Oh, wow.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next question. Avery, which came first? We already mentioned Julia Fox today. She makes oh another God. appearance. Uh, so, which came first? Julia Fox goes on a viral trip to the grocery store in her underwear, or the finale of Phoebe Waller Bridges' show Fleabag, which ends with a fox running into the darkness. I love you. It'll pass.
1: Uh, um, I think Fleabag came first That is correct Yes Wow Yeah I feel like the Julia Fox phenomenon was fairly
0: recent You know In some ways she feels brand new And in other ways she feels like she's always been there <laughs> <laughs> I love her Yeah, Uh, but you got that right. Fleabag came first. The final episode of the show came out in April of 2019, destroying viewers. Um, And in 2022, Julia Fox picked up her groceries in a black and white Alexander Wang bra and underwear set, accessorized with a long denim coat and boots.
1: I love it so much she makes me feel
0: so free just looking at her it's really glam I know I love it Right? Fox responded to the attention her look got writing on Instagram that if it's socially acceptable at the beach it should be the same everywhere lol incredible (laughs) we gotta get her on the tennis court how do we (laughs) Mm. now we're talking okay Mm. let's move on to our final question of the round Avery, can you tell me which came first, the American designer Halston creating airline uniforms for Braniff Airways, or another gravity defying event, the U.S. debut of the Wonder Bra? Wonderful, wonderful, Wonder Bra.
1: Ooh, I think the Wonder Bra came before Halston. Is that true?
0: That is not true. That is incorrect. Yes. When did the
1: Wonder Bra happen?
0: So, in the U.S., uh, the Wonder Bra didn't come out until May of 1994. Really? Yeah. Halston's work for Braniff Airways came first in 1976. His looks for the airline employees included jersey wrap dresses, polyester pantsuits, and ultra suede overcoats. Cool. Uh, very classy. <laughs> Technically, the Wonderbra had been around since the 60s, but it was mostly sold in Canada and the UK. Uh-huh. There was a massive marketing push for the Wonderbra when it landed in the US. Um, so, I love this. In the 90s, uh, the American consumer goods conglomerate Sarah Lee acquired the original maker of the Wonder Bra. What? They prepared a $50 million marketing effort to bring the product to the US. No way. They had like, you know, this massive 2,800 square foot billboard up in Times Square. That's like bigger than my apartment, I'm pretty sure.
1: (laughs) Wow. It is not President Clinton. It's not even Mick Jagger. Hear ye,
0: hear ye, the Wonder Bra is coming. They brought the first products to New York City and department stores. They had caravans of armored vehicles and limousines with models and bodyguards. Um, armored vehicles? Yeah. They really went for it. And it worked. All right. Because Wonder Bras began selling at a rate of one every 15 seconds um, yeah. that that first fall the bra landed in the U.S. Wow. Yeah. I do reflect a bit on the past uh, on this show, uh, and it turns out we are very lucky to be able to sit here today and chop it up about underwear on a podcast because not too long ago, just showing people in underwear in media was a big deal. Mm, I believe it. Initiating history audience. You might be familiar with uh, the Hayes Code, which was a set of self imposed decency guidelines for the movie industry created back in the 1930s. It came into effect for animation as well in 1935. And as a result, our girl Betty Boop had to undergo some stylistic changes. (gasps) They came for Betty. One of those changes was that her dress got longer hiding her trademark garter that was previously exposed. Get out! That's so funny. (laughs) I've got a little image here of before and after Betty Boop. Can you describe for our listeners what you're looking at here? She basically changed professions. She went from like a dancer to a
1: waitress or a maid or some other form of service worker. She went from a slinky, sleeveless, strapless dress to a knee length, cap sleeve, long black dress. Just very different, very different vibe. Uh, But the funny thing is she's still obviously sexy. She's like exactly the same. It's just like she's going somewhere else. It's just like a different occasion. She's like going to a funeral instead. It's very funny.
0: (laughs) Tragic if you ask me, but yeah. Tragic. (laughs) Luckily for us, things have loosened up since then. Um, And that brings us to our second round of questions, which we are calling.
1: The sound round.
0: Um, I am going to play some clips for you of underwear adjacent moments from movies and TV, Mm -hmm. and you'll have to identify where they're from. (laughs) Oh no, okay. (laughs) All right, Avery, here is your first clip. What do you need at the mall? Tell Tell me the the truth. truth. I want a bra, okay? A bra, a bra. We
1: want a bra. I want a bra. Ah. <laughs> um. I kind of saw the answer just there, so yeah, I can't unsee it. listeners so we kind of was, revealed. <laughs> oops.
0: <laughs> we can. <laughs> we can reveal for our list. We can give them a little behind the scenes. Uh, we may have jumped forward a slide in our presentation, so we revealed our answer. And Avery saw.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say it. Lizzie McGuire. Yes, you got that right, Avery. That is correct. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is from the Disney Channel original series, Lizzie McGuire, which came out in 2001. So good. This episode, um, oh, it's a classic. Uh, this episode is from the show's first season when it's starting to feel to Lizzie and her best friend, Miranda, like everybody's wearing a bra except for them. Uh, Mrs. McGuire agrees to take the girls bra shopping at the mall, but her enthusiasm embarrasses Lizzie and Miranda. <laughs> I mean, who among us has not been there IRL? Who among st- us? Uh, do you remember your first bra shopping
1: expedition? It's funny. I think I was like the opposite. I was like, I really don't want to wear a bra, and I think my my mom had to be like, it. You you got to wear a bra. It's like time. You have to you have to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I
1: remember a little feeling of accomplishment. That I had this like morning ritual. Now I had like multiple layers to put on. Mm -hmm. Do you remember yours?
0: Ooh, you know, I I feel like it was one of those classic. I wanted to buy a bra at Victoria's Secret, and my mom was like, "We're going to Target and buying (laughs) you like the the most flesh colored bra possible." (laughs) You know. But I do remember that being a big thing, like who was wearing bras and who wasn't. Totally. And in middle school, it felt like there was a divide between like the girls who wore real bras and the girls who wore training bras. <laughs> but how could you tell? Well, we would talk about it. Oh, we, okay, would, sure. we, would, we would share that information with each other and then, you know, rank uh, each other based on that. Terrible. Terrible. I love being an adult. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all of us for surviving. All right, Avery, I have got another clip for you. Let us take a listen. I was just walking down the hall, and uh, Nicola was right in front of me. She was wearing these tight white pants with this black g string And you could see right through the pants, man. It was so sweet. <laughs> uh, is it super bad? It sure is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got that locked and loaded.
1: <laughs> that I mean, was... McLevin's voice is so uh, signature.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, hard to mistake. Yeah, you got it. That was super bad. The 2007 movie about two high school seniors played by Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah on a quest to lose their virginities. Tale as old as time. Uh, and like you said, that g-string <laughs> admirer in the clip was none other than McLovin. He's such a star. I know. Where did he go? <laughs> That's such a good question. Everyone's, everyone is wondering the same thing. Let's move on to our last clip of the round, Avery. Um, here it is. What difference does it make? What, what, what difference does it make where you buy underwear? What difference does it make? Underwear is underwear.
1: It is underwear wherever you buy it. In Cincinnati or wherever. I have no idea.
0: I have no idea. I don't know. You want to throw I can't even guess. a guess? No <laughs> guess.
1: Uh, Cincinnati. I mean, it kind of sounded like Jerry Seinfeld, but then, you know, it doesn't make sense that he'd be talking about anything outside of New York.
0: I'm at a loss. I don't know. I give up. All right. I will tell you who that was. That was a clip of Tom Cruise screaming in the 1988 movie Rain Man. Ah. I hear the Seinfeld quality, though. I totally get where you got that. What's the problem? Where are you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, God. Um, I haven't seen Rain Man in so long. This was a good, this was a real deep cut. In the movie, Tom Cruise and his brother, an autistic savant played by Dustin Hoffman, drive from Cincinnati to L.A. and Hoffman's character would rather not wear the pair of tidy whities loaned to him by Cruise's character. Ah. All right, Avery, we have made it through our first two rounds of trivia, which means it's time for us to take a short little break. Don't worry, it'll be briefs. Oh, (laughs) dad. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That went just about as well as I thought I would. Okay, we'll be right back. Perfect. Welcome back. We are halfway through our underwear inspired trivia with the host of the podcast Articles of Interest, Avery Truffleman. Avery, how are
1: you feeling? You know, a little discouraged, but I'm not going to let that get me down. I'm going to
0: come back strong. I love this attitude. Yeah. Um, You've done great so far, Avery, but we are about to turn up the pressure. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes. Now, we haven't been keeping score so far, you might have noticed, Mm -hmm. but that changes now. Okay. Because we have reached our final round, our lightning round. The lightning round. The way this works is I'll ask you a series of short answer trivia questions, all related to underwear, of course. You'll have 60 seconds to answer as many of them as you can. If you don't know the answer, you can pass, and I'll go to the next question. Okay. And we will be noting your score this round and comparing your performance to every single guest we have on this show. Cool, cool, cool. No pressure. Awesome. Great. In our last episode, A.J. Jacobs scored three points. Okay. So how confident do you feel about beating that score? Uh, not very. But, you know, I'm here to have fun. <laughs> That's really what it's all about. That'll be great. You know, I'm here to learn. Are you generally a competitive person, Avery?
1: Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm really competitive.
0: <laughs> I get, like, way hey. too
1: invested in, in in stupid stuff.
0: I invite you to lean into that part of your personality. <laughs> we welcome that here. <laughs> Avery. We are going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Who sings 1999's Thong Song? Uh, Cisco. Correct. Which shapewear brand was endorsed by Oprah in 2000? Spanx. Correct. What gets between Brooke Shields and her Calvins? Nothing. Correct. What was the pant-like undergarment adopted by women in the 19th century? Uh, Bloomers. Correct. In what decade did the first Victoria's Secret store open? Uh, 70s. Correct. Which actress walked the MTV Movie Awards red carpet with her thong exposed in 2000? Um, Pass. Halle Berry. What is the term for going sans underwear? Commando. Correct. Who designed Madonna's cone bra for the Blonde Ambition tour in the 1990s? Jean-Paul Gaultier. Correct. Who is the children's book superhero who sports briefs and a cape? Captain Underpants. Correct. And that is time. All right. Avery, I am so pleased to tell you that you scored eight points in our lightning round. You smashed that. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Well, I am pleased to announce that you are now uh, at the very top of our leaderboard. Get uh, out. Above AJ Jacobs. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on the show and playing our twisted little game, Avery. Uh, (laughs) But before we go, I have to ask you, we've talked about the history of underwear, but I want to know, what do you think is the future of underwear?
1: Ooh. 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 It's interesting. The great uh, fashion writer Valerie Steele has this incredible insight that, you know, we don't have corsets and bustles and all these elaborate sculptural undergarments anymore because they've sort of been internalized into the body. Like now we're just sort of expected oh. to look perfect without the artifice through diet, through surgery. Um And in a weird way, I do feel like shapewear is sort of a return to actively sculpting the body um, in in kind of Mm. an honest version of, of artifice. And so I think, honestly, we will continue to make a full circle return. Like I'm imagining more padding, more tightening, kind of a return to the corset in a mm-hmm. continued high-tech way.
0: Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's so interesting. Gosh, internalized structural undergarments. Yes. There's something uh, scary about that. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It's quite macabre when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, really, really, very sci-fi. All right, well, we've got that to look forward to. Yeah, um, the future's great. Avery, thank you so much for hanging today. Uh, It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Past Perfect is produced by ZSP Media. Created by Zach Stewart Pontier and me, Simone Palanin. This episode was written and produced by Laura Newcomb. The supervising producer is Liz Stiles and featuring Karen Chi as the Time Machine. Fact checking by Ian Michael, sound design and mixing by Robin Shore, original music and theme by Jay Bless, with show art by Sarah Gonzalez. The executive producer is Zach Stuart Pontier. The head of production and development is Liz Stiles. Special thanks to Erica Morrison, Ramoy Philip, and Emily Wiedemann. You can follow me on Instagram at Simone or follow the show at past perfect podcast thanks for hanging we all know him as mclevin like what's his name (laughs) his name is christopher mince plus okay and why do i know that maybe we talked about it in our rehearsals oh wow that's just off
1: the dome that's not even from the script that's amazing that's (laughs) not in in the script yeah that's just (laughs) in my heart (laughs)